I just heard a lot of nerd. I, Johnny, I just kind of went over my head. All I heard there was. Brain. Oh, Chris is coming for you, all right? Johnny, I was waiting for you to have a nosebleed during that. Yeah, it's really concerned for a second. It's localization. Nerd. Dear audience. I swear we love each other. We just fuckers to everyone else. Or to each other, even. God. Hello, everyone. Welcome to First Person Shouters. It is your premier source for uh, gaming commentary news and delusions of grandeur. Uh, there's a few changes this week. I'm hosting. They've made a terrible mistake. So <laughs> an insurrection is taking place. An ins- no, we're we're giving Kenny just a, a, a week off this week. Uh, and also behind the scenes, dear listeners, you can't see this, but uh, Johnny now has a webcam which we can use to to see what he's doing and just generally watch him. Uh, but more importantly, finally, Chris, you can mock me openly to my face. Y- yes, we can mock you to your face rather than just indirectly. But more importantly, you're going to get on that webcam. You're going to put on your prettiest face. You're going to get on Twitch and you're going to work, Johnny. You're going to work. Chris, your John Oliver impersonation is woeful. Baby, gotta work, 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 work. Baby, gotta it's work, a start. Work, it's work, a start. Everyone has their bit, Chris. It's this is just your bit, and John Oliver's already done it, but. Well, I look honestly. I didn't know, but fine. Um, <laughs> this is a good start. I'm enjoying this so far. <laughs> so, in the hot seat today. You like being in the hot seat. Yeah, this is great because I don't have to tell people what to do. I just sit back and watch Chris fly. I know. I always Ooh. thought I wanted this par, but uh, no, it's it's harder than it looks. Um, so we'll just get straight into it because we we do talk about video games sometimes. We'll start off as we normally do, talking about the video games we've been playing in the last two weeks. So let's see who would like to go first and tell us a bit about what they've been playing and what they think of it. I'm going to interject and say we should probably introduce ourselves because that's also the thing we do every two weeks. Well, I okay. just... Oh, okay, let's do that. <laughs> so I'm a snarky bitch and I'm Cassie. <laughs> comic. What did you say, Cassie? I'm a snarky bitch and I'm Cassie, your comic, one of your comic book nerds. I'm Kitty and I'm the ugly one. Wait, no, Kitty! I'm that was a Jesus. that was a teen girl Jesus. squad. That was a teen girl squad reference. I'm joking. It's just the only. I'm what's her face? No, it's fine. Uh, I'm Kitty and I um I consider myself the indie games expert. <laughs> ha. Um, and I'm not the host this week. I'm not the hostess with the mostess. That's Chris. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? And indeed. <laughs> I hate I, myself I right am, now. Uh, <laughs> God. I am Chris. I'm, so, I'm, I'm not sure. Do you I'm, like this attention, Chris? Do you like it? Enjoy it. Well, I, I, I thought I would like it. And now I'm just like slowly to quickly losing uh, grip on, on everything. It's just falling apart through my fingers like sand. <laughs> and, that's, and that's my intro. I'm Chris. <laughs> Chris, through my fingers yeah, already... like sand. <laughs> uh, I, I, like, I like most games. Um, yeah. It's all, it's all good fun. We love them all. And also, uh, none, none, when I'm in charge, team, there'll be none of this uh, toxic ne- negativity or toxic positivity. I want completely neutral emotions at all times. Toxic neutrality? Yes, to- no, Johnny, well... No. Oh, that's Johnny, by the way. Why don't you introduce yourself as well? Yes, uh, my, name is, uh, my name is Johnny. I'm the other comic book uh, nerd on the team, and uh, I like video games where uh, 
big numbers become slightly bigger numbers. And you're very consistent. We, yeah, you're still going with variations of consistency. us. You're only doing it because it just like makes the rest of us twitch a little bit. Well, I was going to stop, but like you know, every time I said casting, you get that small shudder from you. It just it makes my day. So <laughs> I'm glad yeah, I yeah, provide such entertainment for you. <laughs> I I like predictability and consistency. But also, I, I just call Vision a robot. And it, you know, there, is, there oh, you for go. For fuck's sake. <laughs> synthesoid. synthesoid. It's a synthesoid, Chris. Are, are you, is that really, does that really annoy you, Cass? He basically is a robot, though. Can he get out? Just get out. <laughs> He's an adaptoid life form. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Jesus. Fuck you goddamn nerds. Right. Host, can we move on? We certainly can. So... Before I tested you all, uh, uh, when I was just trying to go without the introductions, but now we're genuinely going to talk about what we've been playing this week. So, um, let's see, who would like to go first? Uh, Johnny? Okay, yes, um, so I just realised if all four of us is like a really self-conscious version of the Brady Bunch here. Hold on. Um, yes, no, uh, this week I've been mostly playing uh, a little game that got released on Steam a couple of days ago, which... It's kind of blown up on Steam at the moment. Like when I first got it, it was kind of popular, but since I've got it, it has pretty much taken over most of the Steam. I know what you're talking about, and I read the other day that it's selling two hundred and fifty thousand copies a day. It's very popular, Kitty. It's uh, yeah, it's very popular. I'd literally bought it about an hour ago, and I seen on their thing within four days they had gone from two million players to three million players, which is kind of insane. What's, what's the game you're playing, Johnny? What's the game, Johnny? <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's 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 Peggle Two. Oh. <laughs> no, no, it's. Uh, I heard it was Viva Pinata. Bug snacks. I wish you get Viva Pinata on the PC. That'd be fucking great. <laughs> I don't know why Bug Snacks got me, but Bug Snacks got me. Bug Snacks. No, it's uh, it's it's Valheim, a Viking Afterlife Simulator game, uh, that covers many many boxes, uh. And as as far as I think, it's is it the number one concurrent game in Steam at the moment, or is CS:GO still? It? it is, yeah. No, it's, no, I'm pretty sure it's Steam. People seem to be loving both Vikings, and well, we know people love survival games because things like Rust have been around for years, uh, Minecraft, in in a way, to an extent as well, and they're huge. So, why don't you give us a quick description, Johnny, of what what do you do in Valheim? What's the deal then? The... Well, Valheim, uh, for everyone who's uh, who's in the know, is one of the uh, nine realms of the Asgardian afterlife it's uh i think it's the norse equivalent of purgatory or something like that not too cold not too warm you know it's not raining every sunday but you know there's always a light drizzle on purgatory type thing but uh you sort of are a random viking who uh, wakes up in a random sort of distant land and you're immediately like you know like what do you do you have to build yourself a, a hammer then you have to build yourself a chair to sit on obviously and then to build yourself a, re- a roof in case it like you know rains on you. You're not selling me on this. No, game, no, no. Johnny. Tell me more about your home furnishings, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you sort of have a chair, right? But then you can get two chairs. Oh, which is important because this game has multiplayer. Right. The, right. Hang on. Can I talk about why I think this game is catnip for for everyone? Please, right? Katie, please Because do. you've got your you've got your Stardew Valley. You've got your you know. Uh, 
Animal Crossing people over here that absolutely love life sims and crafting games and all that sort of stuff. So you've got that, right? And then in your other side, you got like, I don't want to say your Dark Souls, but you've got like your, you know, people that love combat and, and battle stuff. And then you've got it together in one game. So you're hitting multiple markets that are desperate for games like these and it's multiplayer so people can play together and in a time of COVID and pandemics and people can't see their friends. Yeah, I can totally see why it's doing so well. And Vikings. People love Vikings. People fucking love Vikings. They're nearly as good as ninjas, but yes. Or cowboys. Or aliens. <laughs> well. <laughs> aliens. Um, yeah, so you've got Space boys. Uh, survival and building game wrapped up in a lovely Viking package. I don't know about you, Johnny. I only played a little bit of it, so you'll be able to. I, I only played. Just... I only played. Only played fifty-five hours straight. But you know what? Only fifty-five hours straight. The, th <laughs> the thing is, uh, I I picked this game up after Breath of the Wild, thinking it'll be like a sort of like a palate cleanser or like something small. <laughs> you know, like like after you have a large meal. Like, oh, well, you sweet summer child! I had, I had like a big large meal, so I'm gonna have like Valheim as a wee small upper upper teeth. But no, it's it's a, it's a it's a lot to do. Uh, first thing I've noticed. Did you say aperitif? What the fuck do you what? An like an appetizer. Aperitif. Oh, okay. Wait, is that what that is? <laughs> French. I could be wrong as well. Did he <laughs> Johnny has his appetizers after his main meal, all right? He's just different like that. He doesn't he follows his own rules. Just get off his back, all right? You need to bite his head off. I'm a, I'm a renegade, damn it. <laughs> He's like the manic pixie dream girl that has dessert before she has dinner. <laughs> Yeah, but like because it's Johnny, he has like just two different forms, two different sizes of savory meal. So anyway, we're losing the thread here. I'm Back sorry, on I'm track, everyone. Come on. I'm sorry, Kitty. I'm actually renegade for you. Just so you know, I always punched a reporter in Mass Effect Three. That's how badass. <laughs> so I don't think having uh, your dinner before your appetizer makes you a renegade, love. <laughs> no, that's a Paragon thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Wash the dishes afterwards. <laughs> Press L. Sand through my fingers, everyone. <laughs> so, um, the uh, look. I'd be honest. No, wait. Johnny had a point, though. Johnny Did he? had a point. When? Jesus Christ! What's up with us all tonight? <laughs> I love this. This is going to be the best episode yet. Um, Johnny was saying that the game. He thought the game was going to be small, but it is not. Well, I thought it was going to be dip in, dip out, but then you know. Eight hours of my life just gone. That makes me really scared when you say that, to be honest, because the first time I played Stardew Valley, I put in like 50 hours in a week. Kitty, do you like building things? I really fucking love building things. Well, that's good. Kitty, uh, like crafting things? I think that whenever we play, like, okay, you, you still do your pathfinding bullshit, Johnny. I'm gonna, just going to make a nice wee homestead and just enjoy myself. Well, that's good. We need, to, we need somewhere to, to brew the mead. That we get from the bees. Uh, um, the, I find the crafting like it was fairly intuitive as well. The building and the crafting is quite easy to do. Although snapping some of the walls together for the buildings that you construct mm. is a little fiddly. I did. Apparently, think. it is still early access. You have to understand that this game just. This is true, game. but like, <laughs> I know most Chris, of you want games... your games immediately fantastic from the word go. With zero. Of effort, course. But... But like it is a, a thing where, especially in that genre, there's an awful lot of early access. Like it takes mm -hmm. a lot of them sitting early access for a long time. It is a very well put upon early access game. I've seen early access games that have like a milliliter of the polish this game has coming out. Like there is most of a game Phasmophobia there. Phasmophobia is a very good example. <laughs> it's a bit janky. Has the it has the animation of a deck chair folding in half. Um, 
and I have to say as well, I didn't know what I thought of the way that the way Valheim looked when I looked at it in screenshots. The character. Oh yeah, models... it's fantastic. Yeah, no, it, this is the thing. But in screenshots, they just don't do it justice because you have to see it in motion in the game. It actually looks mm. really nice, really nice landscapes. But the character models are weird. They're like early, early World of Warcraft character models. I noticed that they even, even like the character creation screen literally is a couple of sliders or a couple of things that you switch around and it just looks like classic Warcraft. It's like character builder. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, there was a real shout for uh, like a base game World of Warcraft, like whatever years ago. And I think they offer it officially now because they shut down the... Uh, fan server that was doing it before i think nostalgia i'm not the expert yeah i'm not the um expert on this subject so someone can uh can can put, put me right on that but yeah so that's kind of that's kinda cool it's it's fun although i will say i know because Cass, you were chatting to us in the discord it's not really your type of genre your type of game and normally like... not but minecraft did have a hold on me for a time you see so, that's yeah. it See, the thing about this game is that, well, normally my relationship with uh, these type of survival games is actually, uh, I normally have no time for them because I hate going into a game without an objective preset for me. Like this whole like make your own fun thing can do me for like five minutes, but I do need something to build towards. Uh, Valheim does that because there is at the heart of it this objective where you have to kill these five monsters. And getting the parts required to kill the sort of like some of the five monsters does require you to explore the entire like you know crafting thing because if you're going up against a certain monster it's like a poison based one so you're gonna have to get like anti-poison stuff so you have to go into the swamp you have to get the different metals and stuff and you have to do other things so like uh, there is a game there to build towards it uh, it's kind of like subnautica for me where it's also a similar game that you know you build towards actually getting off the planet well in this case you build subnautica towards... lost me though like halfway through well that's i the thing. liked it's... subnautica no, I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying that it lost me halfway through. Yeah. Around the time where I was building submachines, mm. it kind of lost me a little bit. But I feel like a game like Val Valheim um, would keep me because of the the co-op aspect of it. Um, That's but a big that thing. That being said, we've all bought it now, and after this podcast recording, we're gonna play together. Yeah. Are we gonna stream it? We might stream it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um. Johnny, you have to play with us a little bit, though. I'll give you right. Like, I, I can walk into my, like, uh, Zavelt Trollhide cape. That'll take you 30 hours to get. You, Johnny, you just need to my, give us uh, bronze to survive. Yeah, just give us some... T this is one of the things that I actually really like about the sound of it as well, is the fact that you make a character, and that character you can take into different, like, oh, yeah. different people's servers or worlds. I, I, I hate games where you have to make a new character for each individual server. I like the idea that you can just make one and take it through. Cause then that means we could play together. But then if I had other friends that were also playing, I could just take it into their server too. So cool. So it's, so we'll start with Kitty and we'll all be like the same level. And then, and then Kitty will definitely not get addicted to building things. And then we'll come back in a week. and just like, right, I'm level 300. Well, what's going to happen? Uh, Kitty's, Kitty's going to build stuff, but then she's going to realize there's uh, this nice new killing. But to get the killing, you need to get like the Surtur uh, course. So she'll be like sending people on missions. Like, you need to go to that dungeon, Chris. And you need to get me those Surtur cores. If you don't get it, that's it. You cut off. No more free mead for the you. Fucking hell to pay. Um, I think that I've been in a bit of a gaming lull, which I'll get to when I'm talking about my games at the minute, where I just don't really... There's nothing that I really want to play. I'm kind of just waiting for... Um, 
Disco Elysium's update with voice acting. As am I actually. I really I've actually been holding off on it. Yeah. Um, so I think Val uh, Valheim's going to fill that gap that I've, that I've had recently. It's, it's inter- it, it is a great game. Uh, it does a lot of things. Like, it's looked at a lot of different games, like best of their genre, and just took what works on them and put it into it. It's, uh, I can see a lot of people playing it, and then uh, after like about uh, six, like three or four months, you can just stop whenever you get to that point. Also, I will enough. say, as someone who hates meter management that's why i don't play a lot of survival games it's not that egregious like it doesn't take a lot to keep your hunger meter functioning. i don't know chris well, that's cool i predict you have an issues of the hunger meter about say 10 hours into it once you realize certain things about it i'm already Let's having sure issues get... more so with uh early on it's like oh you need to get a lot of leather for like the basic starter armor and shields and stuff but i, I don't have the patience to round off the boars but i'll deal with that i'll, I'll get to that but I think if we're playing as a group and we're all running around after boars, it'll be a lot more fun. Yes, it will be more fun that way. Uh, um, yes, the uh, the thing about this game, though, it is best experienced on, a, I'd say, a persistent server that you have a lot of friends with. A what server? Oh, a persistent server. Yeah, so th- this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we can create a server and then later on I can move it to a persistent server. You can um, move your character that's, to a persistent That's my hope. You can start playing now on your character and what the character's holding you can take to a persistent server. Ah, uh, okay, cool. All right, so maybe we'll just we'll we're, we'll experiment tonight, oh, yeah, and then yeah. I'll set up a persisting server, yeah, which we can all play on later. Very good, Johnny. So Valheim, uh, runaway success on Steam, uh, selling by the bucket load, and it seems it to be is. getting a preliminary endorsement from most of us, and some or a lot of us. In some yeah, it just came out of left so field. Uh, I also finished like the Zelda Breath of the Wild game as well. I finally put that to bed. Uh, eventually, I'll get well back done, to nice. Cyberpunk at some point. Huh? Well, you got point. till next month. You said March. You said March, you Johnny. Did say March. You literally recorded. Cass, do, you have a, do you have a calendar? Yeah. Are, you, are you counting down the days to the, till the Johnny's yep. wrong? No, I just, yeah. I just did not believe you that you said you'd have it finished by March because March is next week. So. Right, but he didn't say start of March or end of March. <laughs> he technically has till the end of March. I, I yeah. still feel yeah, confident yeah, that this is not going to be finished by the end of March, Johnny. I. <laughs> I know you well enough by now. <laughs> is this is going to become my white uh, wheel. All right, did you play one? anything else? Then, oh, sorry, Christmas. Sorry, can old habits die hard? So uh, I did play one game that wasn't like as expansive as Valheim or uh, Breath of the Wild. So I played. I'm currently just went off one massively well put together open world game to a uh, another open world massively multiplayer on game. But uh, I did find time to uh, play what remains of uh, Edith Finch in between all of them. Oh, nice. That's nice. Oh, that's a really nice game. I like that game a lot. Has everyone here played What Remains of Edith? I haven't, but I've heard it's very good. No. It's not my style of game. It's I have. It's two hours long, Chris. You know how you like your games, nice, short, yeah, sweet. I like. I do like them short. Yeah. Uh, narratively. But I think you'd like this one. Like, it's not like Gone Home, where you're just like it's just literally like, gone home. like just going through a house. You're just going through a house. No, it's not it's... just like Gone Home. It is in in. But I feel like there's some kind of puzzling mechanics There's in no there puzzling and mechanics. It, it's a but it's a lot more shut the fuck up it's more brain fucky like it's more mind fucky than gone home do you not think yes uh, and gone home and gone home we have to actually you know solve the occasional puzzle where you have to you know get the odd code for something in this game it's pretty straightforward you, you actually could just walk forward most of the game and get to the end easy as everyone else but again it's the writing and the uh, voice acting and the stories and lines in the game are pretty much top notch it's it's I was just going to say, I like the Stanley Parable. That's the only one, because it was funny and very clever. So, I mean, does it, how does it stand up against the Stanley Parable? 
it's not a comedy. It's more along the lines of a Gone Home where it's... Now, I don't know if I'm going to spoiler, but do you know what the actual like general gist of What Remains of Edith Finch is, Chris? Um, I wouldn't... I, I'd say, I, I think the best thing to say is that it's not... It's a lot more around mental health, I would say, more than anything else. Um, but done in a real fantastical story kind of way. That's well, that's the thing. There is a storyline that happens, and at the end of it, you can look at it one way and have enough evidence to support your one theory, or you can look at it completely a different way and have enough evidence to support that theory as well. So it is a very ambiguous game. Like when I first finished it, I was like, you know, when you finish a game, and you go, "What is that it?" Like you're expecting a certain like you know massive reveal, but it doesn't actually uh, follow through on it, and you realize oh, thematic so that. It, it sits with you, Johnny. Well, it, it's there is there is a bit of like, you know, when someone plays a video game, like say you watch a film where like at the end of it, there's a denouement. And that's pretty like, you know, commonplace in movies because only like two hour experiences. But in video games to pull like a denouement on someone like, you know, that involves like, you know, throwing away 40 hours of gameplay normally, which is a bit of a risky maneuver to do in a video game. I'm trying to think of examples offhand that would like, you know, just lead you down one path, but then just pull the rug in the other way and have it. Oh, it's actually about this the entire time. Uh, but it is one of those games where it, it does it's two hours uh, there's little gameplay vignettes that there's about 14 of them 15 of them where like you explore each family member in a what their life is about uh, and I can't really say any more about spoiling it but it is one of those games where like you know there are like certain vignettes that will stay if you like you'd walk over going ha huh, that was actually a fantastic little five minutes of gameplay I had there that's going to stay oh. with me a couple of days later Again, also, it's on been, Xbox you have been affected. Live as well. I've been affected. Jolly has been affected. Emotionally compromised. Alright, we've got to put him down, folks. It's also on Xbox <laughs> Live as well, Chris. It won't cost you a single penny to play it. It's, 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 the, the, um, it, it's stacking up in its favour. All of the things I like. Free and short. Um, Alright, Jolly. Very good. So who'd like to go next? Me, me. Pick me. I pick Cass. Cass. I saw Kitty going to like volunteer there, and I just got in front of her. Uh, so the cast has been quiet so far, so it's like a cast. I have, like, I mean, similar to what Kitty, I'm sure, is going to say, this has not been like the most extensive couple of weeks of gaming in my entire life. Um, I've just come off the back of a serious, serious resi deep dive binge across like four different games. Um, and now I'm basically, this last couple of weeks, I've just been doing like comfort food gaming for me, which is really boiled down to Apex Legends. Oh, lots yeah. and lots and lots of Apex Legends. Um, I decided to pick it up again because they just started Season 8, so new new weapons, new character, Fuse, who is actually really funny. He's like an Aussie Grenadier kind of character, has like a big Ring of Fire ultimate, which is good but could probably use rebalancing because it's not that powerful um i don't know apex is one of those games since it came out like two years ago now this month i have revisited it at least a couple times a year a year um i know you guys have all played it to some extent haven't yep. you yes yep i like i played it with you and not really but like i would liken your plane of games like apex legends to my plane of roguelikes like binding of isaac and not hades where they're my comfort games that i'll go back to when i don't really want to play anything else but i want to like 
feel that satisfaction of flow and playing a game that I can like pick up and set down in like half an hour. Yeah, funny enough, the other game which I'll get to that I was playing is a roguelike and it was Scourgebringer on the Xbox Live and Game Pass and all of that. Um, but yeah, like I, I think coming off the back of so many quite meaty, chunky, very pretty, very high polish games has made me, not to say Apex isn't high polish, but it's made me kind of want to delve back into the more competitive kind of gaming, which I figure roguelikes kind of fall under as well, because you're constantly trying to better yourself every run through and all that. So yeah, I've kind of just been doing pew pew shooting and everything for the last while. It's not been the most in-depth of weeks, but I feel like we all do that every now and again. We all kind of scale back or go back to an old favorite. Yeah, binge, yeah. binge watching The Office again mm. or something. Right. Uh, it's the same as watching uh, TVs and shows and films. You get burnt out in them a little bit um, because they take a lot of tax out of your brain. And then so sometimes you just want to watch something dumb like the entire season know. of Parks and Rec. Parks yeah. and Rec. Um, yeah. Epex is a good, it's really carved <laughs> it's itself out a great niche in that genre as well. Like it provides something very unique as someone who enjoys those types of games quite a bit. Um, yeah, you're you're big on Warzone, aren't you? I like Warzone. I played a lot of PUBG back in the day as well, and I played a, a fair bit of Apex Legends. It would come in third in terms of ours, but that I think it's very good. Um, it came before Warzone. It had the best, in my opinion, quality of life changes um, coming out of after PUBG and Fortnite. It's a very streamlined game. Yes, the like Kitty. I know you when we were playing it a little bit. I know your big high praise thing for it was like the movement mechanics. Um, and how mm, just the, that. the running and gunning felt, how like quickly switching aim and down sights, or using whatever abilities like you teleport or zipline or, or whatever, like the movement mechanics and the climbing and everything is what kind of, I don't know, I like that kinetic kind of feel to it, whereas like Warzone has it a little, PUBG doesn't really have that kind of kin no. kineticism, no, is that a word? Um, it doesn't have that, and I can't stand Fortnite, so... Um, Apex also has, I think it was the first to do a really good ping system. Like you could ping yes. items and stuff mm. in other games, but like the one in Apex is still even above war zones and stuff. Uh, well, like so. the, it's so like they really, really made so you can play that to a relatively high level without having to rely on voice chat. Mm. Yeah. And sorry, my mom just tried to call me there. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for hanging up on that phone call. <laughs> oh shit. Um, nice. Wow. So, um, what's it saying about Apex? Uh, you can play Apex. You can ping, you can pretty much play Yes, the ping system, chat. sorry. Um, yeah, like the ping system is so good. Like it's all contextual. So you can ping like any random part in the map and it'll like put up a little thing saying, I'm going here or whatever. You can ping an item box or a weapon or ammo, anything. And it automatically picks up on that. Your teammates know exactly where it is. And usually contextually, you know, they know what you want them to do, whether they fucking do it or not, it's another question. But yeah, it's it's the same um, spirit as um, the initial flyover when your team has to pick a point in the map and jump. Yes. The game designates one of the three in the team, and that person jumps and takes everyone with them. Now those other people again can go off and do their own thing, but it's just those gentle little nudges the game has to encourage teamwork, even if you're not in voice chat or you're not all people. If you're playing with a random group, a, a random pub, which is really good. Yeah. yeah, it's it's been interesting too because I've played it a lot on the PS4. Um, all my unlocks and all my character and like career progression is all on there, so I've unlocked everything character-wise on that. Um, 
bar the thousands and thousands of skins they throw out. But I played it playing it on the Xbox at the minute because of the faster loading times and it looks the teeniest bit prettier. Has been interesting because I have basically nothing unlocked. So it's all been fresh progression. And although I did eventually buy the battle pass again, which I feel is kind of crucial for Apex. Um so you know, you do kind of need to sink a tiny bit of money into it and to make sure the reward loop is good yeah, enough. All, they all do mm. that though. PUBG yeah. does that. Fortnite obviously it's famous now for its um tying in its battle pass and reward seasons with with like marvel characters and stuff um yeah i don't know it's been good anyway i mean starting from what is essentially a fresh account i can see if you were just starting to play it now how it would suck you in as well because you unlock stuff um and decent rarity items like legendary epic quality loot at a fairly steady clip so it's been it's been nice to kind of revisit it but i'm getting to the point now where i feel like i'm gonna have to uninstall it or i'm never gonna go back to playing anything else <laughs> that's that is the thing about uh epic legends like you die you can be back boots on the ground again in about say 30 seconds 60, 60 seconds like uh, you can be your team can be wiped out you get booted back to the menu screen and you're back in a match again straight away i think they've really honed in on that kind of cracky addiction quality of getting you running and gunning immediately yeah. one more go, i'd one say more go. there's a there is a, a very experienced game designer behind that system well, for sure there um, um was it respawn respawn they'll like be at the titanfall X. games yes and titanfall 2 was incredible so well is, isn't apex legends in the titanfall universe yes. it is yeah there's they reference like similar to a lot of battle royale games there is kind mm. of like a storyline there but you don't you don't see a lot of it in the game itself a lot of it's like uh, uh web comic things action scenes the cinematics they do for every season that kind of or when a new character drops yeah like that's the only time you see any story progression but i feel like apex kind of benefits from having that sci-fi setting and being able to pull a little bit in the lore of titanfall whereas warzone is just po-faced army people with semi-realistic it's, it's guns, dull. boring guns. It's kind of dull. I'm sorry, Chris. I do enjoy it, but um, yeah, yeah, I I enjoy them both. But I think gameplay-wise, Warzone has it on the map. But like to me, Apex is just presentation, much more interesting. So interesting characters. Mm -hmm. Don't there you go. So, interesting so abilities. Because oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I, well, that's what see that my also the big criticism for me for Apex is I can't play with all of the heroes or all the champions from the start, and that annoys me. Oh. Oh, well, that's pretty common with games like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Though. Yeah, I kind of like a lot of other games that have like Dota or League of Legends or Heroes of the Storm have those kind of character rotation, like the free character rotation things each week or each month or whatever it is. Apex could probably benefit from something like that for mm. new players because at the it does minute, take a lot to no... unlock. It takes a lot to unlock. I've I've played like probably about twenty hours of it in the last couple of weeks, and I've only earned enough of the free currency to unlock one character out of I think the ten or so that I have not got on the Xbox version. So it's it's a bit of a grind to unlock, I think. In games like. Uh, um... Uh, League of Legends and stuff like that I do kind of appreciate that it does that because if I had access to all of the heroes at the very start of playing I would be so overwhelmed oh yeah because there's so many Stunned and they all choice. play quite differently I'm not I'm not arguing against that I'm saying that they should no 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 I, I I I understand I'm kind of somewhat arguing against Chris saying that they all be unlocked 
however i do think the system of like at least letting you try a different one each week because then whenever it comes to unlocking one you'd have a better idea what one you will actually want to unlock because you've got had a chance to try them which in turn will let you well will probably make you play longer which is ultimately the goal for games like life service games like that so yeah respawn yeah listen to us we've got some good ideas over You're here pretty influential here respawn uh, listen up we're, t- we're trendsetters Johnny bought Valheim and then it sold an additional I don't know and a camera and, well I sent him the camera wow. for, for free yes he donated that to because I'm nice <laughs> but still though look there's a message in here of influence get on it respawn obviously so, yeah, so these, your... these, delusion, these delusions of grandeur will be delusions no more at, a, at some point <laughs> there's, there's some mileage in it yet Cass I think it will take a while so I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts um, yeah so you so, were yeah. playing a, a roguelike as well, Cass? I did. Um, again, I've gone on record saying it's not a genre I've played a lot, but I'm going to have to change that because now I have played a significant number of them in the last year or so. Um, Scourgebringer is, it kind of ticks a lot of the roguelike boxes. It's very fast, frenetic, procedural generation, and, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, 2D pixel art, very, very fluid and very pretty. Um, it's the general um, premise of the whole thing is it's set after the fall of humanity. Aliens or extra dimensional beings or something has attacked the earth and wiped out basically most of the place with this big obelisk scourge thing. Um, and your goal as the player, I can't remember the character's name, but your goal is to go inside it, investigate it and basically rip it apart and blow it up. and you go from there, you die, you eventually go back to a place called the Chiming Tree, which is like your little hub level. You upgrade and you go back out again. There's not a whole lot to say about it. It has, like that hasn't already been said by us about all the other roguelikes we've talked about it, uh, talked about on this podcast. It's it's fun. It's a distraction. It is a nice little 10 minute blast before I go back to work or on my breaks or whatever. It's it's not something I'm going to spend a lot of time on, but it is something I've been kind of enjoying dicking around with. Cool. And um, for me, the big thing that can make or break a roguelike would be the sort of meta progression. I don't like it when you die and just lose everything. So it does it have a nice meta progression of carrying some progress over after you die on a run. Not so as, you don't like roguelikes. Not as you like roguelites. Oh, I'll I, never, I'll never remember which one's which. But, Jesus Christ, Kitty! Um, there... And I'll always be pedantic about it. I know it. you will. I don't know why don't, I'm gonna die on this. Don't film. worry, Kitty will be here to correct you. you. Oh, I know, I know. I'm very much aware that you will always be there to correct me every time. Love you. Love you too. Mm. Um. Anyway, the character progression between deaths is kind of minimal. You have like it's, it's got the standard talent tree kind of things you collect these um little upgrade points called judge blood judge blood points something like that and you spend them as you would in any other talent tree you unlock a couple of different skills that let you gather more blood pieces which is your currency um more damage more like abilities with the little guns that you can get in the game which is an interesting change up because you have a you have your standard sword attack and your dashes and your wall jumps and all that sort of stuff, but then you can also pick up gun upgrades as you play through the levels with varying effects like a machine gun, a shotgun, a tactical nuke, the standard kind of array, you know? Standard um, stuff. Standard, yeah, basic, really. I'm surprised Valheim doesn't have that yet. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. It's a real, 
it's a real basic, real simple to get into roguelike. And so far, I have gotten nowhere near finishing it, but I've probably only unlocked about half of the character upgrade thingies. So um, I reckon I'm, I'll give it some more time anyway, but it is just a comfort food stopgap as has been kind of emblematic of most of my gaming for the last couple of weeks. So Okay. I think, I think one of the things that maybe why roguelikes and stuff sit well with you is that because you've talked before about the fact that you haven't really finished uh you don't normally finish games not until um, recently and i feel like yeah true but i feel like roguelikes like the purpose isn't necessarily um finishing it it's it it, it you know it's more about playing a run or whatever and and a lot of them do have like finishes but it's not necessarily what it's about so I could see how that would work well with like for you to just pick up and play for a little bit and then set back down. And then whenever you do decide to stop playing it, it doesn't really matter because, mm-hmm. you know, you're never really going to like Binding of Isaac does technically have like an end, but it also doesn't have an end. OK, I've never played that, so I have no idea, but I will take your word for it. Oh, okay. um, say so one other thing on my games played. I have just started playing Yakuza 0 after being again again i bunched right off at about a month ago but after um some spirited discussion and recommendations from scott and anna in the discord i finally loaded it up again and i forced myself through the first hour of it and i think i understand why people like it so i think now i've got like nine games ahead of me so that might that might take a little while to get through possibly so I'm going to join in with you because uh-huh. I tried to play Zero Two and I've re-downloaded it. I haven't booted it up yet, but I've re-downloaded it. And yeah, because Anna and Scott, like... They love it. Yeah, Jesus, seems. they love it. Oh, no, it, 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 uh, it. you're in for a big franchise, though. That's the case. It's I mean, seven games. I did, I did compare it to One Piece. You just did that with Resident Evil. <laughs> You're, yeah, but, but you, you're doing the same thing Yakuza with Johnny's game, Yakuza doing Yakuza with games can uh, average games. about 40 hours per game player run it. They're not weekend games you can just They're not short block games. out there. I, mean, I didn't think they were, but like I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm about probably about three hours into it, give or take. And the turning point for me actually enjoying it was one of the absolutely batshit karaoke bits in the game. Yes. It the game, it's like, it's really strange. It goes from absolute po-faced, like, grr, Yakuza, honor stuff. And then it's like an 80s rock ballad, like, rhythm game in yeah. a section. I've always heard that. It's crazy. I've always heard I that it. about it. I was like, I was crying laughing. Right. It yeah, has sorry. a devout following. I know that much. People it who does. love it really love Yakuza. Yeah. yeah, I remember when, because I was still working with the Ready Up team when Yakuza 0 came out, and one of the people that I was working with was like, Yakuza 0 is fucking up, bro! Like, it was his game of the year that year. Oh. I was like, holy shit, okay. Um, and now 7 is out. Uh, so, yeah, we'll give it a go. Like, I think the one thing that I'm going to have to do when I play it is just because I know there's so many ahead of me, is maybe just calm down in the completionist side of things. Because that oh, is going yeah. to turn a 40-hour game. The thing about Yakuza, just losing yourself into the side parts of the game is kind of part of the experience. 
Like you don't have. I know. No, I'm gonna let it. Na- no, I'm gonna let it naturally happen. Because normally the completionist side of me would try to do everything. I'm gonna naturally let it happen, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to try and find all of the extra stuff like I normally okay, would. Don't that... you want to run the best hostess bar in the Akiapa region? That's <sighs> shut the fuck up, Johnny. No. All right, don't Johnny. All right. Tell me, guys, guys, There's guys. Too many games that I'm worried you've had, you've, of. I'm scared of. You've had your. You've had your fun, Johnny. Johnny, tell me about this this hostess club. Oh yes, there's, there's several. <laughs> that's like a it's like a recurrent staple of in the Yakuza. Oh, you have Cassandra's attention. Oh. <laughs> yes, you, you can. Can it can it be? Did it ha- does it have to be hostess club? Can it be hosts? Can club? I, can I, 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 I think in one of the I think in one of them, Kiryu can put himself forward as a host. And, and Sweet. Join the circle. I'm dying. I'm diggity dying. You have my attention, sir. And I will say this: whatever Yakuza fails to provide, cast it, it's up to Johnny to, to make up the difference. So he's committing here and now. It's either that or playing you. Oh, I, 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 can't, I can't. I can't. Like, take your sing, pick. Johnny, I, I have you. some notes. <laughs> I have some notes. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so with that, with that festering in, in, our, in our listeners' imagination, uh, Kitty. Would you like to tell us what you've been playing? Hi, I would. Um, kind of like Cass, uh, I haven't really been playing much this week or the past two weeks. I don't know why. I don't feel like I got burnt out on anything. I can't remember what I, even what I was playing last. It's just eviscerated from my memory. Um, but I have, I did start playing Two Point Hospital because... I loved Theme Hospital, and it's free on pass. And it's basically <laughs> Theme Hospital. And I was just looking to pick up something that was like kind of a bit mindless and easy to play. Um, and Two Point Hospital is just basically fucking Theme Hospital reskinned. Like they have literally made the same game, the shit parts of it, and all. <laughs> so I was like thinking they're gonna have updated it, and some of the things that I didn't like about Theme Hospital, they'll fix them, right? No. It's the exact same game with new skins. Um, so I am still enjoying it, but there's stuff about it that still frust- me, frustrates me even now. Like, I have five janitors. Why Why do they go? Why does the AI go, I'm going to water this plant here? Instead of watering this plant right beside it, I'm going to go to the opposite end of the hospital and water this plant. And then I'm going to go to the opposite end. Like, they don't do things at a radius. They... And anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's do you know what it's kind of my mindless game i was playing my time in porsche and i i've dropped it right now ruben's still playing it so i'm watching the story with him but um i just kind of got a bit burned out on that um yakuza zero i'm gonna pick up soon uh i've actually god forbid y'all i've been reading more sam <laughs> kitty right? cassandra I know, how fucking dare i know how dare I we know, it's it's how dare we? Um, I started reading Lindsay Ellis's book at uh, before, like after the last time we were recording, and I finished it. Uh, so that's her book, Axiom's End. Um, and I can't really tell you what the theme of the book is without really, really spoiling it. But needless to say, this book about alien first contact is about alien and first contact, but that kind of like science fiction thing that's portrayed as what the book is about is not what the book is about. It's a it's metaphor? Is it um, a metaphor? No, I can't, I can't, I can't really tell you. A similar? Um, without, is without, it no. something that I would be drawn to in any way? Yes, you would fucking love it. Okay, I've got a rough idea. Can I, oh, I don't want to, I can't say it, but I really, really want to say it. They spoil um, the first chapter. Yeah. No, I can't. I, I like no, no. I won't. I won't spoil nothing. Um, 
But anyway, needless to say, you'll enjoy it. Please get it and read it so that we can talk about it together on this podcast because I think that it would fit in very well with the theme of our podcast, which is... Video what games? is the theme? Thirstiness. Oh. We do. <laughs> I've decided we're a thirst podcast. I was trying to describe it to somebody the other day and I was like, yeah, it's meant to be a podcast about video games, but really we're just a thirst podcast and all we do is thirst over things. Yeah, I mean, I said before, we're, the, our brand is kind of vaguely horny shit posting so yeah that's exactly it that's that's who we are uh and i think we should probably just steer into that we have yeah, our core theme trying to resist it our niche bonk, we're carving bonk, out our niche no horny no horny if you, here. If you want just like we are shamelessly horny no, yeah. all if, the time no horny, if you want bonk. like up-to-date <laughs> gaming news that there's there's a lot of podcasts but our unique brand of thirst that's what you're here for we're here to bring you the thirst news, like tall ladies. We still haven't really. Hades. We still haven't really talked about like we're only gonna, can we're, we're, or anything. We're, we're, we're getting know, there. We're getting there. Only that, can. So. Oh god. Oh god. Can I talk about that quickly? I'm gonna talk about it yeah. quickly. I permit it. There's a Go game. On. Thank you very much, sir host. Um, there's a game called Only Cans, which if you haven't heard of it, it is uh basically the game equivalent of a shit post on OnlyFans, except instead of being people it's cans and so you have to like rub the cans up to get them to like spray open <laughs> spray um and i have voiced one of the characters in this game Kitty, who did you voice uh, i'm not gonna tell you uh, you have to figure that shit out for i'm going to google the credits um, fuck you I, oh i don't know if it says actually but anyway i've watched a couple people stream it and i've watched and seen a couple people uh talk about it on on twitter and they like me the best. <laughs> uh, there was one guy that was streaming it that was like, um, when he when he got to my con and afterwards he was like, yo, like, everybody was really giving it stacks, but that last one, <laughs> they made it they made it very believable. <laughs> I was trying to think, how would a can sound if it was Spain? So I tried to like gurgle a bit. <laughs> As an actor. So I kind of like gurgled a bit. Okay. Do you want to do you want to give us like a sample, Kitty? Just just for our yeah. for our, for our podcast no. listeners. Yeah, for our, don't you don't you love them, Kitty? Go play only cans, motherfuckers. I don't do shit for free, even though I did record that for free. But listen, the listen for the gurgling can. Listen for the gurgling can. Sujo says, "If if so your can is the most authentic can." Apparently so, at least in this in that lineup. Um, but Anna also uh, recorded a can, and she recorded hers as a Canadian shy, ah. like a ginger, like a ginger ale. Oh. And it comes on, and, and and she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a great game. Um, I hope so I've seen some fan keep... art of it actually recently. Shit, I haven't I haven't seen your one yet, but I'm really looking forward to. It. I've been googling to see if it pops up at all. <laughs> So, <laughs> my I think my theme is too generic enough that I don't think anyone would necessarily like. I felt like I could have steered into like the Irishness or something. Although I'm still glad that I didn't. But um, yeah. Anyway, that that's really it. Like I I didn't play a super lot. I've got more planned. Um, I want to talk about Wandavision, but we fucking can't because somebody hasn't watched it. <laughs> yes, getting getting was. there. It's on my list top of the list um oh, very well i'm i'm similar to be honest like i have after playing quite a few games end of last year start of this year i hadn't really been in the mood to play an awful lot in the last couple of weeks 
played a bit of Valheim, which we've already chatted about. So the only other um, game, which has also taken off, not to the same extent, but it's in, in its circles, it's getting quite well known, um, is the Dyson Sphere program. So What is that? I haven't heard of this. It is... That. Do you know what Dyson um, Sphere is, What is a Dyson Sphere? Well, we'll start with the game, I suppose. Um, That's what I mean. Because <laughs> Johnny was trying to take us on a different path there. Um, so the Dyson Sphere program is like Factorio, essentially. So the type of game where it's a management game, a stroke base or factory building game, where you start in a map and the goal is to sort essentially put together or design a, a large amount of production chains. So you have to mine resources like say iron ore and coal and stone, etc., etc., or, or whatever. Then you send the, the, the ores and the essential elements to processing facilities that turns them into advanced components. So uh, oil would be turned into plastic or something like that and then you'd send those along to other processing plants and you'd, turn, you'd make like circuit boards or CPU components and so on and so forth um, and then eventually you just, you just, yes, oh Johnny has his hand raised, yes Johnny Is this fun? Yeah, this is the thing, it doesn't sound fun, <laughs> like when you listen to someone describe it you're like why would I want to just set up production lines? But I just fucking love, like, whenever I look at my, like, iron conveyor belts and I see all the resources going around, it's like, oh, Chris, you've done a good job planning this. And it's all efficient. Hang on. Yes? Johnny, you have a fucking cheek to talk with your CRPGs that is literally just number crunching. This is basically the same thing in visual form. Yes. Uh, is it not? Yes, yes, but I think when Chris describes it sometimes, it just... <laughs> Oh, thanks, Johnny. You know, so... I've been going easy on you so far. I've been a good host. But if I, if you see if I remember next week, which is unlikely, oh, you're gonna, you're in for it, Johnny. You're gonna get it. Is Johnny gonna host next time so that you can rip him to shreds? Well, I'll, I'll figure I'll, something I'll host out next time. Some anti-Johnny <laughs> campaign on Twitter. Anti-Johnny rhetoric comes um, to the front. I can help you with that. It's look if you've ever enjoyed I got, I know Photoshop. any management game along the lines of uh, Sim City or City Skylines, um, even to an, an extent like Theme Hospital and Two Point Hospital, it's scratching that same itch. Only it's it's really got to focus on setting up essentially production facilities, and the goal is to eventually move. It starts off in like a solar system, and you can eventually go to different planets with your little mecha that you control and set up these things. And you're essentially trying to mine all the resources you can and build a Dyson Sphere around the star, which is a large, complex structure which is designed to extract energy from the sun. And yeah, it's it's addictive as fuck. Like, it's just, you start thinking, I'll play an hour of this, and then nine hours later, I have to go to bed at a ridiculous time in the morning, and then ban myself from playing it during the working week. Chris, um... This is the second of such type of game that you've recommended to me, and the memories of Paraspora are not that far back in time, where I loaded it up during my lunchtime one day at work and um, thought, oh, this is fun, I'll play a little bit of this. And then 10 hours passed and I got fuck all work done and had to basically double up on my work the next day. It was fantastic. Yeah, Chris. Oh there's, there's a reason. Yeah, 10 hours in the first day, god there's... damn it. There's a reason Factorio was nicknamed Cractorio, because you're just like, oh my god, I'm just gonna like, because you'll be looking at your like your your 
your glass production facilities like those are a little inefficient i'm just gonna rearrange things slightly right. like, oh no wait actually i need to build a few more power plants otherwise there's not enough power for the new things i've had oh okay a couple more of those oh to make more power plants i need to go and get more iron ore. oh that's a bit low as well and this chain of thought continues and then the, the sun disappears and you're like oh fuck right. um, yeah what have i so done it's great. so yeah Use with like a Wilmot's Warehouse, the two of you. Mm. I think. I don't know, man. Um, mm. But it's a short game. It's not long, so. Well, it's not as long as. It doesn't last forever, basically. But anyway, never mind. It's, uh, yeah, so that was. That was it, really. So highly recommended for, for fans of the genre. But, yeah, you, you know, if you're the type of person that likes those type of games, you, you know. So, but just, just be careful. It's a cross I bear. <laughs> I think that's why, like, when I, so I bought Animal Crossing a little while ago because my mom has a Switch and I was like, well, this is a nice game that we might be able to play together. But I'd originally avoided it because I was scared. Um, but I, I, I ended up buying it partly because I also learned that they have a lot of mechanics in there that stop that kind of behavior, right? That stop that kind of, like, playing forever behavior, um, which I like because... Like some of the games that I've made in the past as well, we've had that in mind where it's like games that kind of discourage that kind of like crack addiction that like one of the games I've actually made purposefully pushes you away and tells you to come back later. Eth- ethical? But, yeah. I like that. Ethical. That's the word I was looking for. Yes, Johnny. He has his hands is, up. Isn't Animal Cross one of those games that like after an hour tells you to fuck off until the next day? Basically, you have a bunch of stuff that you can do. And then after that, it gets really, really intensely grindly unless you just switch it off and come back the next day. Interesting. Luke. So um, it, it encourages, encourages you to pop in like once a day, but not sit and grind all day, which I feel like I need. I feel like we all need by the signs of things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we all got problems <laughs> with addiction. We got a lot of issues. Tyson, program does <laughs> got it. not tell you to stop. It, it does the opposite. It just lets you keep going. Um, it was the time I, I played Stardew Valley and I, and I decided to, I, I was streaming it all the time and, and one of the people that I, that I streamed with came on and were like, Kitty, are you seriously playing at 6am in the morning, like a farming simulator? I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm more surprised there's people there with you. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Don't ask me questions. I just need to, just need to water my turnips. Yes. Just need to water the turnips. Need to cut down some trees. On the Valheim server that I'm currently part of, there have been situations where, like, you log into the server and you're playing away with someone who decides to go to bed. They go to bed, they stay for solid eight hours, they get up, they go about their business, they log back on, and you're still there on the same session, just oh, chopping away at wood. And they're like, <laughs> Johnny, no. Oh, Johnny. I'm scared now. Okay, hang on. Can, can, I, can I just write? I'm going to lay down some grind rules right now, right? I think that we all need to have accountability with each other <laughs> so that we don't fucking do this shit. So if I log on and Cass, you've been on for like eight hours, I'm going to, because we're on slightly different time zones as well. Uh, yeah, we just need to, I'm saying this because I need, I want help. I feel like I'm going to need help. We'll have a Viking intervention. <laughs> like we'll all sit ourselves down with our little Viking have avatars you had bo- in our Viking hut. <laughs> have you ate and watered today? Did you go to sleep today? No, not right now. You, you first. Tell us your concerns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I built the um, meat hall, but I've never finished the meat hall. I was building the meat hall. <laughs> yeah. So, well, 
Oh, also, I will say, uh, just to finish off, Dyson Sphere Program is early access, but it's one of those early access games that is so highly polished it, it feels like a safe bet. Like, if you got into it now, it's it's, mm. it's already good enough. You can put a lot of hours into it, and it's only going to get better. So, yeah, that was really... That and Valheim were the only games I played in the last couple of weeks. So, do we want to move on and just discuss a bit of news to finish off? Yeah. Uh, if you announcements. Yeah, we can do that. Yes, yes. So, what has been on the news this week, Chris? Tell us. Oh, uh, ah. um, we can, we can, Chris doesn't have to host the news. We can all talk about what the news is. Oh, it's is. fine, Kitty. Yeah, Johnny, I'm sure you'd like to fill us in on such recent events as the uh, Blizzard Direct or the Nintendo Direct, the big Blizzard announcements. On you go there, Johnny. Well, I did see the Nintendo. I did see the Nintendo Direct, which was. Is the Nintendo Direct not just was it not just the Weeb Direct? Is what I heard. There is a lot of anime bullshit in yeah. it. Yes. Uh, I hope you. I hope you like tactical Japanese RPGs because they had all the tactical ja- yeah. like Japanese RPGs. I think it was. It was actually. Uh, I think it was a Japanese. Like it was targeted at Japanese. They did, they did have one second where I genuinely thought they were going to announce Breath of the Wild two, but they were like, "Nah, mate, no. Skyward Sword." Wait, got Skyward yeah, Sword that. instead. I'm buzzing but, about that. I did have a Wii U, so like, I'm really happy. Like the only announcement. No, it, it, it is a. It is a good game. It, right. The only ones I saw from Nintendo Direct that I'm actually kind of hyped about are the, the Skyward Sword, because never got to play that, mainly because I never had a Wii U, but also I fucking can't stand motion controls, and that's gone, thankfully, in the new mm. version. And Legend of Mana, the motion, No, no, but which, you would want to play it motion control, though. It is, it is a good motion control game. Skyward no. Sword. No? I will not. <laughs> I will not do it. Fuck that. You can hold, you can hold one dog, um, chuck it like a shield, the other like a sword. Did you say Legends of Mana? Legend of Mana. Yeah, like one of the, oh, one of the Mana series games. I don't know much about that series, I'll be honest, but Second it looks so pretty. Yeah, that, that's I know that's the, the OG name, but um, yeah, it looked really pretty and it seems like a nice 2D, simple JRPG and I, it it's all been, it's been polished up. It looks real pretty, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I would say Trial of Mana is what you want to go for. It's the remake of Second Densetsu 3, which was Secret Got of Mana that. 2, which Got was that. part of the Final was Yeah, it's Final Fantasy Legends, what they called the first one in the Game Boy, then it was Second Densetsu 2 in the SNES. No, no. Then it was Secret of Mana, Second Densetsu 2 in the SNES, and then Second Densetsu 3, which is Second Densetsu Secret of Mana 2, which is the best one. Which has re- been remade as Trial of Mana, and fuck you, Square. You don't make this easy. It's it's a good game to play, but it is expensive because it is Square and Square. I just heard a lot of nerd. I Johnny, I just kind of went over my head. All I heard there was brain. Oh, Chris is coming for you, all right? Johnny, I was waiting for you to have a nosebleed during that. Yeah, it's really concerned for a second. It's localization. Nerd. <laughs> Dear audience, I swear we love each other. We just fuckers to everyone else. Or to each other, even. God. Um, I've uh, never played Legends of Mana, right? But I used to watch this this like animated Newsgrounds cartoon that was based on the Legend of Mana characters that was genuinely really fucking good. So even though I've never played it and have absolutely no idea what's actually involved in it, I feel like I have, kind of, because that comedy series was so fucking good. I have no idea what it's called, though. I can't remember. It's, it's, it's gone. Around, it's it's gone. 15 years old at this You've stage, lost it to the so. ether. I was a baby. I was a baby. Johnny, Johnny, what else happened in the direct? Tell us. 
Um, they talked about uh, Bowser's Fury a bit. It seems quite good. Can Excellent. Good to know. I've laughed it seemed quite bad. It, it was a pretty bone spur uh, Nintendo Direct, to be honest. Why don't you talk about the other thing that you were talking about, the, the trailer that dropped? Oh, everyone knows about the trailer. Like, you've all seen the same trailer. The, uh, I haven't, actually. Street Fighter, right? Se- no, it's... Street it's, Fighter. It's uh, Killer... Street Fighters! Clay Fighters. Clay Fighters. It was Tekken, wasn't it? Yes. Heihachi. Tekken! No? No, I'm just... Okay. No, it, I'm so happy that I've made you hate me all. What? It was Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. <laughs> the techno was back. Oh my god. Are, we are on peak shit posting today. Or shit talk, should I say? I, yeah. You don't say shit I don't know what's up with us all today. It's just a bit but manic. Yeah, a little well, uh, Feb- was... February is a quiet month. We're um, g- it's going to be an absolute fucking delight to edit and tell me. Right. We're getting a new gear, a new film in March, which is Mortal Kombat, which, you know. Everyone was like, "What the?" Oh shit! Is this as soon as March? This game, um, this, this, again, haven't seen the trailer. This film has April. been kind of being made, and everyone's been like, "You know, you know when people are making a film and no trailer drops, and everyone's been like, are you actually making this film? What's going on here?'" And then they actually went and, and yeah, we're making a film. It's Mortal Kombat, and it looks, it could be good. It it like... or at least watchable. The inflection there in the voice. It's going to provide a very specific type of experience. It knows what it people is. People looking for that experience. I think I'm going to enjoy it a lot. But I also am not expecting high cinema from, from it. And I think if you go and expect something like that, <laughs> you're a ice. dickhead. Because it's if fucking Mortal cinema Kombat, Veritas from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Should we do a viewing together and... and, and... Or we should watch it separately, and then we'll watch it and do commentary on it. Yes, there, like is, there yeah. is. a yeah. And then and then and then release that as a podcast, or as a, as a video or something, and be like, <laughs> we know much of cinema. <laughs> this is shit. You could do that as a no, as it a won't be shit. Be no, it's it's it looks good. It's as gory as fuck. Uh, they don't fuck about with those fatalities. It's like well, that's to be that's to be expected, right? The Mortal Kombat is just like continued to steer more aggressively into that as the years have yeah, gone on. Yeah, it's fantastic. So it'd be very strange <laughs> if that because w- I'd start you wondering, like you know, like uh, oh, this is interesting. That's gory. That guy's obviously Jax. Um, <laughs> fun, fun times ahead in March for, for fans for of Jax. high cinema. <laughs> Uh, so then, the the Blizzard announcements as well. Does anyone? Yeah, the they. I think Cass knows about. I wa- that. I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, I saw a few highlighty things um, the last couple of days because they've their BlizzCon show for 2021 has literally been the last this weekend, so the last couple of days. Um, biggest announcement, well, not really announcements, but it's been more of an updatey type of blizzcon um they've announced a lot more about overwatch 2 um i can't believe i'm actually wearing an overwatch t-shirt today um weirdly as well but um so yeah overwatch 2 and the expansions in the pve modes and the different pvp battleground things and i don't know um i i like overwatch it's a fine game i'm not all that hyped for overwatch 2 with what they've shown so far i think it's I think a lot of the same problems are going to persist, along with some new ones, to be honest. Jonathan? Do we need an Overwatch 2? 
I don't think so. That's no. the thing. Um, don't think anybody thinks so. Yeah, Overwatch is very good at providing that experience, and I'm not sure. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be really skeptical of an open mind, but I'm like cast. It's like, yeah, the first one was good, but I'm not really hyped for the next one. It would need to offer something substantially different. But they need more money! I will probably get it, though, because I will always be, to an extent, a Blizzard shell a little bit, because I've played so... I've sunk, it's some cost fallacy. I've sunk so many hours into their games and their IPs in general. I will probably pick it up at some stage. Um, there was more Diablo 4 news as Ooh, well. looking forward to that. Yeah. Yes, I am actually as well too. They did the rogue character class unveiling. Um, looks pretty fun. Very roguey, as you might imagine. And the game continues to be quite polished looking. But again... Same with Overwatch 2, actually, absolutely no mention of a release date, so God knows when that's coming out. I would imagine 2022, maybe, maybe, like December this year, but I, I can't really be sure. And I think they announced remasters for Diablo 2 and 3, and that's all I really remember from it. Oh, for 3 as well? I think so. I, don't quote me on that. I think they've sort of okay. rumoured an, an update for that at some point yeah. or another, but if they're doing Diablo 2, it stands to reason they would probably also... Yeah, we fresh go to point two three. Yeah, Diablo two is beloved, and that will keep a lot of the old old guard, old school fans happy. So, I am a wee bit wary though. After the mess that was Warcraft <laughs> reforged, um, I got burned on that. So I'm kind of, I think that that Warcraft three reforged actually, of of all of all the reasons to push away from Blizzard a little bit, that kind of left a crappy taste in my mouth, and I've just kind of steered away from them since then i haven't even gone back to that even though i know they have updated it a little bit so yeah um blizzcon is a thing that has happened blizzard not the relevant company that they once were to me i think okay so is that um is there anything else you want to chat about before we wrap up um i have a couple of things uh one thing that i just want to let everybody know is that uh oxen free which is on the xbox pass is about to leave the pass and if you've never played it i would highly recommend grabbing it and giving it a go before it leaves the pass um it is definitely worth a purchase anyway but it is one of those top tier um kind of spoopy uh point and click adventure games that um you can you can finish it in one playthrough but you get a lot of out of multiple playthroughs um and as i said it's very spoopy and enjoyable so i would recommend that um, there was some news today about the Apple versus Epic bullshit antitrust. Fuck me. And now Valve's involved because Apple's like, give us your fucking data, bitch. And Valve is like, how about you suck a dick? Um, and so, yeah, they're still just watching that from the sidelines. Um, I think the only other thing is we never actually really properly discussed Tall Lady. Tall Lady. that trailer. Well, hello. Stepping on anyone today? (laughs) Cassie was like, I've almost checked out, but now I am firmly back in the ring. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, isn't it Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village? It's Resident Evil V. It's actually, they do do that. They they do both in the title card for it because they're the V-I-I-I. Is the... is the main character, like the person that you're controlling, is it the same one from Seven? Yes, Ethan Winters. Um... He, right. The 
Like, I don't think anyone gives a fuck about Ethan Winters re- realistically. No, although, weir- weirdly, I've seen Capcom say that there was such a fan outpouring of love for Ethan Winters, and I felt like he had the personality of a brick. Um, right? Wooden spoon? To be honest, yeah. to I don't be honest, hate be, Ethan it, Winters. I don't hate him. But I don't, but, yeah. Because it's first person, right? It's not like traditional uh, Resident Evil games where it's third person, and so you're kind of connecting with the characters because it's first person you project yourself into that position which is what ups ramps you know the ante on the scariness at least at the start i think it does um but so you don't really at least when i played it i didn't really consider the character i was playing i considered the fact that i was playing yes. in that situation I especially think, in vr like in those kind of first person scary games being in well being in first person anyway heightens the the tension because things are coming right at you you're just that much closer mm-hmm. to the action and to the scary monsters and stuff but yeah it uh, for for seven in particular like you're slaughtered into the shoes of a character but that character doesn't really get any major character development through the entire game he's constantly reacting to stuff and i understand that mm-hmm. By the sound of things, it will be a little bit different because Ethan has some sort of agency. He's clearly chosen to go into this castle where the tall lady resides on some mission of some description. Of um, some who description. Could say, who could say what he's interested in up there? I oh don't no, I can't sure <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, no, you, you lose a little bit of that like main character plot development sort of stuff like I, I have quite fond memories of Claire and Jill and even Leon but Ethan's kind of I don't I could not even tell you and what even Ethan Leon. Look, and even Leon but I could not tell you what Ethan even looks like so well uh, I think isn't isn't a problem at this point like characters like Leon Claire Chris and Jill they're pretty much at this stage in Resident Evil powerhouses they're not there for to be like you know scared as characters because the yeah, are, they're all walking there's tanks. There's something to be said about that. Oh no, no, but there's something to be said about that. Because like by like Resident Evil like five or six, they're basically super. You're basically superheroes at that point. True. Well, maybe uh, I guess. Yeah. Well, they're they're, they're trained. You punched right? a boulder out of a volcano. Most of them. <laughs> Normal people don't do that. You know, they're to a certain extent they're they're all trained, right? They're trained combatants. They know how to use a gun. They know how to do this, whatever. Um, Ethan Winters seems like maybe one of the few characters where he has no military or police or, or whatever kind of experience and so that is a key difference um but i agree with you Cass. he spends most of the game just reacting to stuff and you don't actually learn anything about him and i feel like the whole purpose of him is so that you can project yourself into the situation he's a vehicle yeah for which you feel the spoop i do feel like what they will end up doing Right. I feel like what the what the yeah. Well, no, no, it's not. A Mary Sue would be like way overpowered and everything. But no, no, no. A Mary Sue is just a blank character that you can project yourself onto. That's not a Mary Sue. Yes. Mary Sue is overcapable in every way possible. Thank you, Johnny. Well, then, what's the term I'm thinking of? She's a well. I think the character's a nobody. It's a a stand-in, even a stand-in character. Just audience stand-in. He's just Ethan. Anyway, anyway, I feel like what they're going to end up doing is developing Ethan's story arc over the course of probably a fresh trilogy with Village being the second installment of it. Because yes, like the the scariness factor was really amped up in 7 because you are just thrown in and yes, he is just reacting to stuff and that really is terrifying, especially when you have no decent weapons or no combat training or whatever in the character's backstory. So I feel like they will develop him. If they're 
unless they miss a trick, I feel like Ethan will be developed to some extent in Village and possibly Nine as well, whenever that eventually comes out. So yeah. Um, and we're all very much fans of the Tall Lady here, which I think we've gone into detail on a few times. Range of emotions. It won't just be fear in it. Because uh, it's funny because the, the the vampiresses that are the tall ladies like people like they're obviously clearly like coded to be sexy but like I was kind of like yeah yeah vampire women whatever they're chasing when me around. Sexy. It wasn't until tall lady that I was like tall lady. Are you talking about the bit where they're chasing you around like the like a hall or something and then you and then run to the door in. and she just bursts in and you're like oh hi up there. <laughs> At some point she's going to explode into a big massive H.R. Geiger-esque fountain of gore and guts and come after you. Yes, with uh, glowing orange eyes. That's well, you need, a weak, you need a weak spot at some point, but that's mm-hmm. that's how it's going to go down. You're where they'll be. Probably. They'll probably have eyes. Yeah. Uh, It'll have so many eyes. Or do you think that maybe because they'll steer into this skit of like the sexy tall lady and just make her more grotesquely sexy, like they'll find a way to make it sexy but weird, so that everyone's kind of sitting, what playing their games, being like, "I have the weirdest fucking boner right now." <laughs> what is yo? What is wrong with me as you play the game? <laughs> this is a horrible monster, but that also looks like a huge vulva, and I'm so confused. The thing is, you've started to the best. You see that of... there was a there was a monster. I I, I mentioned that specifically because there was a monster in Resident Evil that literally just looked like a massive vagina. Uh, that's not out of context. Nice. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know why that was I, relevant I, to I, I, I oh sorry, Cass, go ahead. I was just gonna say this was ostensibly like part of our news section, but it's really just a Resident Evil shit fast at this stage honestly um i i don't think there's a better point at which we could wrap up other than a large vagina monster um i i I agree (laughs) yeah what what an end end on a low point we're flagging here let's let's wrap all right this uh has been first person shouters thank you for listening everyone uh what a fun week we've had with me in charge um Right, so social medias. Uh, we don't always do that, but we do we want to give a quick shout out. So you can find all, like the official first person shouters uh, social media at FP Shouters on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Anchor. Uh, yes, and Anchor. Uh, you can find me at, at Kitty underscore Crawford. I am at Castrix. I'm at Superfixel. I'm at full name on date I was born in, which you probably should change. <laughs> yeah. You really should change it. Like, you're basically giving away your passwords to people also. <laughs> uh, so Go, so, make up a new name, make, make up a new app right now and stick to it. Commit to it. Uh, Alright. <laughs> oh, the pressure he's under. I, I, I can't watch it. Um, okay, look. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's been fun. Goodbye! Bye-bye! Bye. I'm waving. I don't know why I'm waving. No one can see it. <laughs> I think it's for yourself.